the scoring cap from the top against Marion. Durant, pull up jumper. Up the rim and oh! This is the Limitless Range Podcast. I am your host, Corey Chandler, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Peter Coleman. You can What's go to our up? website, LimitlessRangePodcast.com, or you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at One Limitless Range. I'm here talking ball with Petey Pob as usual. That's all we do, man. Talk shop, talk so we like loose. to do, just chill and talk ball, man. And it's limitless, man. Bring your knowledge. You can Bring talk about whatever knowledge. you want. That's Bring what it on. That's here. what we want. Interactive. Let's go. All right, fresh off of Thanksgiving, I ate a ton of food, but I came down with a cold, so I apologize for that, but we don't take days off like they do in the NBA, sitting down with Pete. What's going on, my man? How was your Thanksgiving? Man, it was amazing, amazing. I uh, I ate a ton. Yeah? Like I put on like 10 pounds. Damn. Over a few days. There you go. That's what's going on. So today, uh, you know, we're going to battle into a couple things, Pete. We got, uh, you know, what's going on in Golden State It'll be tough to bring up after last night. You know, what's going on in Washington, man? There's some crazy stuff going on with the Wizards, blowing things up. Hate to talk about this as well, but LeBron and the Lakers heating up, dude. We got uh, MVP discussion, LEB discussion, and then, uh, you know, what's been surprising the standing so far? Uh, you know, what What one of those would you like to talk about first, my dude? Man, let's kick it off with the Warriors. I mean, it's yeah. the hottest topic, you know? Let's talk about so, it. I, mean, I, know, I know you want to put it at the bottom of the list right now after last night. Yeah, that's probably true, my man. I, uh, you know, I had a ton of things <laughs> written down. I was ready to rock and roll at you. I was excited to wake up Saturday morning and oh, I bet, I bet. give you a little smack about what's been going on with KD. And then, uh, of course, my Blazers had to let me down like that. But, yeah, man, let's talk about this, dude. What You know, what's what's been going on with your Warriors? I know it was a... Uh, you know, a tough week. They were off to a, a four-game skid there for a little bit before uh, before last night's 125-97 win. Uh, again, I forget who they were playing, but they beat somebody last <laughs> night. Um, you know, what, what's been going on with them, you think, dude? I think it's just, you know, a lot of people, because it's the Warriors, it's, there's always going to be that, oh, if they struggle a four-game losing streak or anything like that, it's right. a big deal because, I mean, the team is so stacked. But you got to understand that they're missing so many pieces right now. Like, not only is David West gone, right. JaVale McGee's gone. I mean, even Nick Young was hitting shots for them, you know, last year. You you got Draymond and Curry out, two of their big four. So it's like people are – and then not to mention, Clay Thompson's been cold. I mean, besides the game against Chicago, you know, a lot of people have been hating on this guy. He hasn't been hitting any shots. Well, I think some of it too, man, is – I think what people forget is that when you're missing – not only did you lose some guys off the bench – like, you know, David West and, and a guy that started in JaVel McGee and some of those guys are used to having around that helped him big time. But now you're taking a guy like Steph Curry and Draymond out. And not only are you losing their star power, but you're losing their chemistry. You know, the chemistry that the team's having. So you're talking about Clay being, you know, off to a cold start. But part of that is he's now having to be number two behind Kevin Durant, where he's used to just being like, oh, I can be three or four. I can chill. I can do my thing. I can just knock down corner threes. I can have a huge game here. But now it's like, Pressure's on his back a little bit. You're starting to see a skid. People are starting to call him out. How often are people usually talking about Clay Thompson? It's usually only Steph or KD. And now he's starting to feel a little bit of that pressure, and maybe that's part of it. You know, with Clay, man, he's such a different animal, man. I, I don't even think he feels pressure. No. Like watching him. Here's the thing. He's been struggling all year, even when Curry was that's balling. So, true. I mean, he's been struggling all season when they've been healthy. And he's been a number two before. 
So it's not like he has never done this in his career. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in their 73 win year, he was the number two guy, you right. know, the Splash Brothers. So I, I'm not sure. I, I don't really, I just think he's in a funk. You know, he probably took a little too much vacation time. Didn't do do his thousand jumpers a day. I don't know. You know, right. some, something there is missing. He'll get his groove going. He looked good last night. He dropped 31, yeah. you know, was hitting everything. Um, and with KD, I just feel like you, you brought up chemistry. I think that was a great point because the chemistry is so much different. The chemistry is so much different when, when you're talking about like KD running point forward for a team that doesn't have spacing, right. you know, stuff like that. Their center position is a joke. I mean, Jones and Looney got to be this with the Looney thing, my man, bro. I'm telling you, it's got to be the worst one, two punch of center I've ever seen ever. So, I mean, like. Them not resigning Javel, I mean, that that was a big deal. You see what he's doing over there with LeBron James and the Lakers. So yeah, he's been a big help over there. Yeah, he, I mean, even with these struggles that are going on, it's just so funny. We we get caught up in these small five game windows throughout the season, but when we get back to the end of the season and it's almost playoff time, I mean, these little things ain't nobody gonna remember, man. When they get there and they're the number one seed, and it gets to playoff time and they're heating up and they got all their guys healthy, ain't nobody talking about this little stretch. Ain't nobody talking about how Kevin Durant and Clay were struggling a little bit and they lost four games in a row. None of that stuff matters, man. I feel like when you're a Warriors team and you're used to winning and you've won back-to-back titles and you've won three of the last four, you're not worried that much about a game in Dallas on a Sunday night, you know? And that that's to me, is uh, the funny thing when you watch the media. You know, they're obviously going to twist it, try, try to throw KD some shade, you know, but... Yeah, this is the biggest thing is the media we're at right now, they want to... They always want to throw shade on Katie. Right. You know, it, that's, it is what it is. You know, he kind of made his own bed. Now he's got to, he's what he has to sleep in. But in terms of straight hoops, I mean, Katie and Clay were doing just fine when Curry was hurt in the playoffs last year. I mean, let's not forget, they were winning every game, you know, without Curry. Right. And that's playoff ball. So, I mean, Katie and Clay can win some games. They just got to gel with these new guys. If you see the roster they're throwing out there, man, I guarantee you nobody knows these people. So, I mean, they're playing with guys that are G-leaguers. Yeah, and... I, lie. I got to watch the first half of the game last night, and I almost texted you like, uh, dude, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I mean, not just one guy. I was looking at a couple guys. And I'm like, damn, dude. I mean, I watch a lot of ball, and I hardly ever see these dudes, you know, getting minutes. So, no, yeah, exactly. I, I feel I feel you on that. You know, talking about KD a little bit, since you're a massive KD guy, I know you, you know, follow him way deeper than I do. Just from a guy's perspective who loves KD, I, I enjoy watching KD. I like his passion. I like that he's he's not a villain. He's a good dude. But what's what do you what do you think it is about him? Is it an insecurity? You know, we're talking about Sunday night and, and the Dallas Mavs game. You know, where he jawed off to that uh to that fan. Um, you know, told the fan watch the fucking game and shut the fuck up. You know, what are the what are these things that keep happening to him? We know with the fake Twitter and all that kind of stuff. What is it about KD where he allows people to? You know, to to get into him like that, man. It's it's with Kevin Durant. It's it's tough. You know, I follow him a lot. You know, his whole career, I've always been pro KD, and I think a lot of it is we re, we re, we relate a lot. You know, because he didn't have his father in his life. You know, so I feel like a lot of that is being raised by a woman. You right. know, and you know these single moms, they do a lot, but when you're raised by a woman, you you tend to be more sensitive. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? You have uh, – what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you have more empathy. Right. You know, you, you watch a movie and you feel more, you know. 
it's just it's how it is. It's how I am. You know, right. when I watch a sad movie, man, I actually tear up. You know, yeah. it's just I'm with you. And I'm like, damn, you know, I don't. I, why am I doing this? But it's just how I am. It's how I'm built. I never met my dad. You know, I mean, I it, things like that. You know, it just makes you a different person. He was used to being the good guy. You right. know, like, and it's easier to play that in when you're, especially when you're, you don't have a male role model in your life. Now he's the bad guy, and he he's just not handling it well. His decisions are poor, I will admit, you know, the fake accounts and all that stuff I'm not a fan of. Yeah. But I can see what's going on in, with him. He, You know, if, I promise you, if he had a male role model in his life, somebody to, you know, tell him, hey, don't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think he'd be a lot different, but I'm not going to hold that against him. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think it's the end of the world. He's still a good dude. You know, he still gives back and he's not a bad person. So... The fan was talking trash. I've seen Russell Westbrook and LeBron James both go off on fans. Right. And, and you know, they got painted as, look how passionate they are. You know, Kevin Durant does it. It's he's too sensitive. I, so, think, I, mean, I think the thing with Kevin Durant, you know, just because just I really enjoy watching him play and I just really enjoy who he is, I would just love to see him at some point kind of let all that stuff go. Because I, I feel the same way, like you're talking about withholding a lot and being an emotional person and kind of letting other people's views you know, you got empathy for for how people feel. And so you start making decisions, whether it's in your life or whether it's, you know, career choices or relationship choices off of based off of how other people feel. And I feel like Kevin Durant almost does that. And I would just as good as he is and how cool of a dude he is, I would just like to one time him just say, man, I don't need to worry about what the media, what the fans, what all these guys think. I just want to do what I love to do. And, and not have all that on his shoulders all the time. So it seems like he just carries that around and it keeps firing back with him. Well, see, here's the thing. I think sometimes he tries that, right? He yeah. tries to – I'm just going to let be honest. He said he was going to be honest with everyone. You know, and he thought that that would be the key to, to you know, people getting off his back. And if he just kept it real. Right. Well, guess what happened? He kept it real. Yeah. Guess what happened? Draymond Green and him got into it. Why? Because he kept it real. Right. Because he told, you know, he told the world, like, hey, I'm going to go for a max contract. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out for me, you know. Right. And now his team, you know, he's got one of his teammates losing it. So it's really tough, man, because we want these athletes to be real. And then when they're real, we break it down and hold it against them. Right. So, I mean, they should take the fake approach like LeBron. You know, he's, you know, he acts phony and people love him. So <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> it's the truth. I'm That's... just being real. No, and, you know, you take the fake LeBron approach. I mean, if yeah. I watched the shop the other day, this was a couple weeks ago. Dude is cussing every other word. Okay. LeBron's just cussing every other word. I'm like. Who, who is this guy? Like, is this real? And it just told me so much. It just told me so much. It told me that this guy is so phony in his interviews. But people like phony, I guess. So, yeah. I mean. It's like he's constantly acting. He's either one way, you know, I'm this great, great person. Everyone look at me like I'm this awesome leader and all this stuff. Or he's the complete opposite way in this new show you're talking about where he's almost like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. He does. He doesn't want to. I guess that's why he's in L.A., right? We thought maybe it was like to get out of the Eastern Conference. That's our and get producer in the background, by the way, uh, just to let you guys know. I mean, yeah. He's a LeBron lover, so yeah. he's I over here laughing. I can't believe we're letting a Lakers dude honestly produce our podcast. Yeah, you know, that's pretty crazy if you think about it, man. Right? You need to be quiet over there. Just worry about the, the financial <laughs> yeah. side of this, let's, all right? We're worried let, about let the back so. But honestly, man, with the struggles going on in you know Golden State and all that stuff, I think what people – are forgetting about is there a team? There's a team in the East that's been in the mix. They got two studs, and they're they're looking way worse. The Wizards, dude. What in the world is going on over there? I feel like it's just they're all hating on each other in the locker room. You got John Wall cussing out Scott Brooks at practice. You got nothing really happening about it. I mean, 
Scott Brooks doesn't step up and bench him for a game or something. I tell you what, if I'm running an organization or if I'm coaching a team and somebody says that to me, I'm not just going to continue letting him practice, right? I'm not just going to let him play the next game. Talk to me however he wants. What do you think, man? What's going on over there in Washington? What, what happened so fast? <sighs> man, I'm very familiar with Scott Brooks. I mean, so, you know, he coached the Thunder, and I watched every Thunder game. So he's a big pushover. John yeah. Wall is the poor man's Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, like, it's the same scenario. The only difference is they don't have KD to bail them out. Because, I mean, it would have been the same drama there if Scott Brooks was coaching Westbrook. Right. But KD's so good that, you know, it kind of masked their issues. <clears throat> For sure, it, I can see that. So Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, dude, maybe it's a Dwight Howard thing. I mean, I, granted, the guy barely gets to play because he's injured all the time. But everywhere that dude seems to go, things just start blowing up. Now he's in Washington, all this drama's going on. I mean... That's pretty crazy, dude. I would love to blame Dwight Howard. The only problem is, is this beef was, you know, brewing long before Dwight ever got there. Yeah, for sure. Plus, they were kind of sucking while he was hurt. So yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't, you can't blame Dwight. It is funny though that wherever Dwight goes, it seems to fall apart. I don't know, man. I think it falls on the leadership. Obviously, you know, you know Scott Brooks better than I do, but obviously, to me, it always falls on the leaders. Not a good, not a good coach, especially if he's allowing a leader to do that. To me, he's not putting his foot down and getting control of his team. And that, to me, is going to show to his other players, you know, that he doesn't have the sack to tell his main player what's up. And if you can't do that, man, you're just never going to get the, the buy-in from the rest of your team. Yeah, that's the big problem with Scott Brooks is he's too much of a pushover. I mean, he probably is pretty good at the X's and O's part of it. But when, you, when you're allowing things like that everywhere you go, yeah, you, you, you can't be a head coach. You know, you should probably be an assistant. For sure. Well, I think the thing that, that bothers me the most, too, and I, you and I have talked about this before, but just how players can kind of get away with almost whatever they want, and they get these fat contracts. I mean, John Wall and the Wizards were in the mix last year, right? I mean, not in the mix to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or anything, but they were in the playoffs. They have a good series. John Wall's been you know, in the playoffs quite a few times. He's an all-star. He gets this fat contract, and now he's just allowed to not be a leader. He's allowed to just do whatever he wants. He's allowed to not have big games. He's allowed to not lead his team to the playoffs, and he still gets to collect that money. So it's like these guys ball out, and then they get all this money, and he can just act however he wants now. Like To me, you should continue to have to produce. You're in the Eastern Conference with John Wall, Bradley Beal, and you're the leader of the team. You should be able to figure out how to get you two into the playoffs. And if not, then both of you should be losing money, right? You know, it's tough, man. I mean, because you can only go that route if you pay people more. Say say he wasn't making any money in producing, you know? Right. He's still going to make the same amount of money. So I'm, I'm, I've always been pro player when it comes to contracts, when it comes to making their money. So, I mean, obviously he's not living up to his contract. But that's on the Wizards. I mean, I yeah. would have never signed John Wall to that contract. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 120 million in the next three years is, is massive. Like, makes no sense. So, well, now now you got a leader who's not even filling the seats. So you're paid that big contract because you're selling these jerseys to all these people who love John Wall in Washington and and they're going to all these games. I saw a picture the other day. I think we even brought it up on our Twitter. They showed a picture of the stadium and it was like empty, man. Like I'm talking about, we probably have more followers on Twitter than they had guys in the stands. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not even joking you. Last like, point. that's bad, man. You know what I mean? So you're paying that much money for what? For no entertainment? Yeah, no. I mean, that's that's what's funny about it is, you know, John Wall's contract is – but it's, it starts from the top. I mean, the GM signs the contract. Right. You yeah. know, the coach isn't doing any, what he's supposed to be doing. Sure. Now the players are doing, you know. It's always from the top. So, I mean, as much as I would love to blame John Wall, they let him 
run awry. Right. So now they're reaping what they sowed. Yeah, that makes so. sense. And now they're talking about obviously blowing up the team. You know, the GM said he's open to trading basically whoever. So, you know, we brought up John Wall's contract. With all that money, do you think there's a team out there that might be able to make sense of this contract and be able to utilize him? Uh, I like the Orlando Magic. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you told me as a GM, if I'm the GM, I'm probably avoiding John Wall. But if I had to throw him on a team, I'm going to throw him on the Magic because you got the four and the five. They both can shoot the three ball. Mm, They both can space the floor. He can run the pick pick and roll, pick and pop with Aaron Gordon. He can run the pick and pop with Vucevic. It makes so much sense. They got DJ Augustine running the point. It's an instant massive upgrade, even if you're getting the lazy version of John Wall. Right. You know, and uh, I just feel like he could make a huge impact there and make them relevant. Huh, man, that's so. interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. What it's about you? Where, what do you? You got Wall anywhere? I don't know, dude. I honestly was like trying to pick out a team that might make sense. You know, maybe toss him to Phoenix because obviously they seem like they're uh, – dumb enough to do anything these days and so i thought maybe that could be a fit and then i thought you know possibly the new york knicks you know they you know with porzingis being injured um you know let's get well and that's another thing the knicks media won't let him get away with what he's doing that's over there true. in washington that's a good point so, so maybe it changes because if you get a change john wall you give me a change john wall a baller john wall a dude that wants to lead a team then yeah maybe a team like the new york knicks or like you said the orlando magic if he can go in there and do those things you know, a place like that where, where New York's got a chance to bring in a star, have Porzingis on the back, and uh, maybe maybe have an opportunity to bring in another one. You know, hey, we got John now. We got Porzingis coming back. Who else wants to come to New York? Because they keep talking about, I think New York's going to get Kyrie, but you see Kyrie said he's committing to Boston forever. You know, you see Kevin Durant. Maybe we'll get Kevin Durant. If they miss on Kyrie, they miss on Kevin Durant. You know, what is it with Porzingis? What is it with the Knicks from, from now on? So I think uh, – Maybe that's the one team I could see it, but if I'm a GM of anything, honestly, the way John Wall has been acting with that contract, way too much money for me. Um, what way about, too risky. Yeah, way too risky. What, yeah. what about Beal? Is there some spots you could see Beal? You know, Bill, the, the, the funny thing about Bill is he can help a lot of teams. Yeah, You for know, sure. I mean, you're talking about a guy who shoots the three ball, who plays off ball. You know, you can uh, set off ball screens for him. He can, he can do a lot of different things. I, I like Memphis. I think Memphis needs a three-point shooting threat. You know, you got Conley, you got um, Gasol, you got that young kid that I love, Jaron Jackson. They're bringing the defense. They're bringing the intensity. You know, they're playing those great games. But give me someone like Bradley Bill who can get in there. You could, you know, when it's a a close game like they had the other night against the Clippers, you can draw a play up for him. Yeah. Boom. Off-ball screen. Boom. He gets the ball. Hits that three for the win. They don't have anybody like that. So, you know, throw Bradley Bill over there, and I think Memphis becomes yeah, a Yeah, that would be nice, man. Um, you know, what about what about the Pelicans, man? They get, You know, they have Drew Holiday, who both of us think is a stud. You know, and they obviously have Anthony Davis, who's arguably the best player in the NBA right now. Um, you know, losing losing Rondo, losing Cousins, I, I think they need, you know, they need somebody else up there. And, uh, you know, they have Miritich who can stretch the floor, but maybe having a shooting guard who can stretch the floor for Drew and, and open it up down low for AD could be – could be massive, dude. And it's been kind of weird to see. I think both of us had the Pelicans going to be right up there in the mix, and it seems like so far, I don't know. They're struggling, man. And to me, maybe they need to bring somebody in who's going to who's going to bounce them back and get them back on the right path here. Yeah, I like that destination a lot because I mean, yeah. we're talking about who is it? Uh, Utuan Moore, Etuan Moore. Yeah, he's dropping thirty. You yeah, know that's I mean? true. So, I mean, if he can do it over that's there with true. AD, distracting people that much. Imagine what Bradley Bill could do. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's a good point. He'd be a nice a nice addition to that team as well. I wonder if there's any chance, you know, the Lakers could find a find a spot for him. 
that's what they're that's what they're lacking, man. You know, I bring it up all the time that they can't shoot over there. You know, they got a bunch of guys who can't shoot. So, to me, as much as I think both of us like Ingram as a young player, if he can't do what LeBron needs him to do, he's never going to be successful. So, what LeBron needs is someone who can stretch the floor. I wonder if they could get a uh, you know Bradley Beal over there in, in some in some sort of trade, man. I think that that would be pretty crazy for them. That would be a big upgrade. So, I mean, I like Bradley Beal. If, if like I said, Bradley Beal, you could throw on almost any team, and yeah, he's going to make them better just because. Of his three-point presence, you know, he reminded me a lot of Ray Allen uh, coming out. So maybe he can, he can play off ball. Yeah, so. no, for sure. I'm with you. Maybe, uh, maybe my Blazers could uh, trade Myers Leonard, who likes to play a ton of Fortnite, and, and Evan <laughs> Turner's contract for uh, you know Bradley Beal and uh, get him in the mix. But uh, other than that, man, if if he ain't coming to Portland and and you'll you take know, any Washington, good, you'll take any good player. Yeah, that's true. We need we need I some mean, more Bradley people Bill's out there too for sure. Bradley Beal's too similar to CJ. In yeah, my that's, opinion, that's so a good. That's a good not point. Really good fit there. That's probably one of the teams I wouldn't like. Yeah, no, it wouldn't make sense. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, I know. You, you take anybody right yeah, now. Shoot. Yeah, no. <laughs> After last night's game, man, damn. After getting blown out by the Bucks and blown out by the Warriors, it's like holy crap. But don't worry, they'll still be in the Western Conference Finals. I ain't worried about it. It's still early. Um, but I'm running to Drew Holiday. Uh, yeah, well, if they don't get Bradley Beal, they might not even be in the postseason. So I ain't worried about it. But honestly, man, when it comes down to it, it's hard to even find shit to talk about with Washington, man. Like honestly, it's just like I ain't got no passion to talk about that team. It's yeah, I'm with you, bro. You know, anytime the East comes up, bro, like I feel like this dark cloud just hovers over us. And right. We're, just we're like, like oh, let's look for some information to talk about over on the East. Uh, we're you know looking stuff up. It's like, man, it's hard to even get behind what's going on over there. And if to me, I mean, they already hate each other enough. It's like let's just, let's just stop talking about them, you know? Right. So maybe maybe we could give like a free Wizards game giveaway on our uh, Twitter. Like I said, we probably got more followers and they have fans, so maybe we could help them out. <laughs> maybe we could talk about them. They could sponsor us. That'd be fun. Maybe we could you know maybe we can get their seats filled more than John Wall can. But uh, yeah, man, let's freaking move on, dude. Problem is, I don't think anybody would listen for the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about no Wizards tickets. Damn. That's for sure. That's true. We would probably lose listeners. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Throw some Washington stuff in there. Some free Wait, does Washington, Washington have a WNBA team? Oh, maybe we can we talk might, about we, them. They, yeah, they that's, might. That's a good Better point. chance of giving away those we'll, tickets. Yeah, we'll give them a call. We'll there give them we a go. call. You know, we talked about Scott Brooks. You know, obviously you don't like him. You don't like his coaching style. We talked about him taking, you know, an FU from John Wall and not doing anything about it. Man, one thing I've been wanting to bring up this week is – LeBron drops 50, right? He has 50. He drops 51. It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive, right? We got to give him credit for getting it done. But the one thing I really noticed in the game, probably because I'm always looking for shit to hate on LeBron about, and I found something, man. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I'm finding something. You drop 51, I'll still find something to hate on you about. Don't get me wrong. Right. He, he has 48. They're up like 20 points or something with 40 seconds left in the game. Luke comes over to him and, and tells him, you know, hey, guys, you're going to the bench. We're going to bring in bring in the bench players to close this thing out. Obviously, like every other freaking coach does in the league, you're up 20. Let's not rub it in the other team's face here. And LeBron goes, no, 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 no. I want 50. It's always about me. Let me get back in the game. And Luke goes, yes, daddy. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and uh, let you get back in the game, and I'll go over here and sit down and keep stats. To oh, me, it's like man. we're talking about Brooks taking shit. Dude, if if Luke Walton continues to just let LeBron smack him around like that, to me, I feel like he he's gonna be out of LA pretty soon, man. What do you think, dude? Am I wrong on this? I think you're the only one. No, man, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, but then again, uh, you know, it's LeBron James, so I I'm not a fan of anything he does. You know that. Yeah. 
on the court. So, but the thing is, I mean, we're talking about Scott Brooks. I don't like what he does, but you know, saying no to John Wall and saying no to LeBron are two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. I I, I don't want to defend Luke Walton too much because I definitely wouldn't have done it. But at the same time, he's probably looking at track records and saying, uh, if I don't do what this guy wants, I'm fired. Because, yeah. I mean, look how many coaches LeBron has gotten fired. So. Yeah, that's true, man. That's just, to me, that's what kind of drives me nuts. Obviously, you know, the players are what make the league. You know, the coaches aren't, aren't necessarily what make the league. But the, the reason dudes like Popovich are so legit is because Popovich would never let something like that slide. Obviously, Popovich has got the resume, so he would be able to do it, and LeBron couldn't say anything. But I feel like Popovich has almost always been that way. This this is how I'm going to run the show. If San Antonio wants to let me go or if someone wants to let me go, then it is what it is. To me, I would love to see Luke Walton go, hey, you know what I mean? I'm the coach of the team. You dropped 48. We got the win. That's all that matters. That's what it's about. We got some young kids that we need to get in here that I'm going to have to work around you at some point, and I need them to get minutes. I need them to get end game stuff. Instead, LeBron's going, I don't give a shit about the bench's development. I want to drop 51, right? Because I don't I, – I, has he ever gotten 50 or something? Has he never hit that? I mean, why is this Why is this so massive for him to get 51 not in non-playoff game in Miami? I mean, it's just like – is this because it was in Miami? I don't understand why this was so important to him. That it was more important than the rest of his team that he goes back out there and gets 51. I, I mean, just, it's, I a, it's, a good que- it's a good question. I mean, I think he was coming off three days rest. So, I mean, that might be it. You know, LeBron might not have enough in the tank to drop 50 – you know, so he had okay. three days rest. So maybe he's like, you know, I'm getting this 50 because how often do I get three days off? Yeah. How often do I get three days off? And I got the legs to do this. And I get to play an Eastern Conference team and drop 50. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's tough because, you know, with the whole Luke thing, I'm, all, you know, I've watched LeBron a lot and just watching what's happened to all these coaches. Uh, what was it? Uh, David Block. Yeah. I mean, dude Gone. was trying to instill his system, that's true. you know, and look what happened to him. LeBron went out there and ran his own plays, did what he wanted. He, he he went against LeBron. He was someone that stood up to LeBron. Has he had another job in the NBA since? Uh, I haven't seen Okay, him. so, I mean, you go against LeBron, you get blacklisted, you know? So, I mean, I don't blame Luke for what he did because, he's you know, at the end of the day, this is his career. You know, he's trying to do this for the rest of his life. Right. He's trying to make money, you know, feed his family, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't blame, I don't blame Luke for what he did. I don't agree with it. I'm with you. Yeah. It's it's a weak move. But when it comes to LeBron James, he's probably the one guy in the NBA you can't challenge. So Yeah. I just feel like to me I saw and, and this is going more towards LeBron obviously now than Luke, but you see Jamal Murray shoot a shot, I think, you know, a week earlier to try to get his fifty and it's getting blown up. You know, Kyrie's throwing the ball into the stands, everyone's like, Man, Jamal Murray shouldn't be shooting that. LeBron does it, makes it, and everyone's like, LeBron dropped fifty. It's like why why is nobody else out there talking about the move that LeBron did to come back in the game? I just don't get that. LeBron just can't do wrong. The media loves him, man. Why? I'm you, I I don't know, bro. Like he's it's just it's just how it is right now. He's on top, you know? Yeah. He's not even the best player in the world, and everyone keeps painting him as Ooh. the best player in the world. Damn. Damn. We all know this. I mean, come on. This isn't breaking news to us. I Maybe not that, this. Man. Dame Dollar, that's my boy. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you don't have Dame Dollar number one? Nah, man. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. I, I feel you. It's tough, you know? But On I, both sides of the I, ball, I, LeBron can't play. So, I mean, his defensive numbers regressed. His de- defensive win shares He's always ranked near the uh, middle of the pack. So I, I really don't understand how 
you can call someone the best player in the world when he's middle of the pack defensively and offensively, everyone else is caught up to him. So I don't really get that. You know, like I think Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, they're all ranked really high in uh, defensive win shares. Not only, he's not so, one. He might not even be two for you. He's not two for me. He, wow. he okay. Honestly, I don't even think he's three. Whew. Damn, we're going to so, have to have a segment on this straight up. I like that. Uh, right I'm now, not I sure got I have KD him. one. Yeah. I I'll figured. take Anthony Davis at two. Okay. And, I mean, the Greek and Embiid, they're rising for me. So. Damn, by the time we get a segment going, LeBron might not even be in the top ten. Yeah. That's what's up. I, I get that. Just a, just a final question on it. Should Luke Walton be the coach of this team? Yeah, I like Luke. I mean, he won 38 games uh, last year with a team that was very injured. And, I mean, a bunch of young you know, knuckleheads. Yeah. He's a good coach. You saw what he did with the Warriors when Steve Kerr was hurt. I mean, he, he's got a better record with the Warriors than Steve Kerr does. Right. You know, he went undefeated. Like, So this guy, I really like Luke Walton. I think he's a smart, a smart coach. I just feel like with LeBron James, you lose a lot of power as a coach no matter who you are unless yeah. you're someone who's very established like Popovich. And you brought up Pop earlier, and it was a good point, but at the same time, I think we'd have to go back and look at the film and look at Pop's like first first years, you know, as a head coach. And yeah, if he had true. someone like a Kobe Bryant or something, would he be telling him those things? You yeah, know, or a Michael Jordan. Yeah. He was coaching a Michael Jordan in his first years and he was a new coach and Michael Jordan was established yeah. as the greatest player in the league. Would Pop be telling him what to do? We don't know. Yeah, you know what point. I mean? So, that's a good point. It yep. was tough. Nope, for sure. All right, man. So now that we've, you know, done a little bit of LeBron bashing, we've talked about uh, you know, talked about your Warriors, talked about the Wizards, absolutely garbage performance they've been up to over there in Washington. Let's let's jump into who we have is some guys that uh, you know, have been kind of most impactful maybe and, and least impactful this year that just kind of maybe surprised us that we thought, you know, might be better than uh, they yeah, were. Yeah, like most surprising, good and bad. Yeah, that's good. Yep. You know, that's yeah, exactly. Let's let's jump that. into that, my man. Well, who, who do you got? Who do you got? Who's been surprising to you? Yeah, my front runner's got to be Kemba Walker. Yeah? I mean, you want to talk about a player that has no help? <laughs> I mean, can you name their starting five right now off the top of your head? Uh, Maybe not. Like Jeremy Lamb, Batum. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got almost no help, and I mean, dropping sixty the other night. Yeah, shooting efficiently. I mean, he's shooting forty six percent, six point four assists, a couple rebounds. Yeah, he's I a, mean, he's a stud, he's man. He's balling out. Twenty eight points a game. Yeah, so yeah I like no, him a Walker a lot. He honestly should be in the MVP discussion. In my yeah, opinion. I think I saw an actual article that they just uh, put out on NBA.com where the headline was that, you know, Kemba was moving into the, the topic of being in the MVP race, which is, yeah, it's cool for him, man. He's, uh, I don't think I've seen him in there before, you know. Yeah, I've never seen him in the discussion. So, I mean, his team's 9-9, nine and nine, but to me it's like, man, he earned them nine wins, you yeah. know, like – for wow. sure. Yeah, he doesn't have so, that. He doesn't have that even second guy, let alone a third guy. He doesn't even have that second guy who is right. you know, Batum. Jeremy Lamb's been nice, but yeah, they just, he doesn't have help, man. I like that one, dude. Um, who you got? You know, I mean, it's not super surprising to me and you, and uh, obviously everyone knows how legit this dude is. But Joel Embiid, man, I feel like there was conversation. With people, is it Simmons? Is it Embiid? Who who do you think is more you know impactful? Who do you think is more important for Philly? 
And a lot of people had Simmons, man. And it was like a conversation between the two. And I feel like right now, this year, now looking at, you know, what Joel Embiid's doing, you know, I'm looking at, you know, almost 28 points a game. He's averaging two blocks, over 13 rebounds, and he's shooting 80% from the free throw line. You know, and those, uh, I think he's top five in scoring, which you wouldn't think a guy like Joel Embiid with what he does defensively and what he does um, for your team, you know, off the glass, you wouldn't expect him to be in that range of, of scoring. But now he's adding that to his game. He's an elite scorer. He's an elite shot blocker, an elite rebounder. And uh, I don't even think the Simmons and Joel Embiid at this point is even close. What do you I think, sh- man? You know how much I love Embiid. Yeah. I mean, I've been preaching Embiid is better than Simmons forever. Right. I mean, we, we've been getting flack for that. And I'm sure now nobody would love to debate us on that. So, uh, yeah, I think if you take Simmons off the team or you take Embiid off the team, MP, Embiid's going to make a way bigger impact off the team. Yeah, that. I mean, I got MVP. Uh, I got Embiid in my MVP discussion. Yeah, you know, he's in for the sure. top three for me. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, I love it. He's up I, there. I think, and I'm with you. It is a surprise in terms of where people viewed Embiid versus Simmons. You know, they, they didn't even have him as the best player on his own team. Right. And now he's looking like maybe the best player in the East. Yeah. So – it's a big deal. That's a huge, a huge surprise to people, and uh, I love what he's doing, and I, I'm excited to see what that team can do. Yeah, for sure. We talked so. about Philly last week, you know, on our show, and uh, just talking about what they, what they can become, man, and and if B, and B can keep up this monster performances that he's having, and just the impact he's having with the team, and uh, just like we talked about, just his feistiness and just who he is as a competitor. Yeah, he's he such dropped a competitive off Anthony dude. Davis the other night. Yeah, dude. I mean, that was huge for me. Yeah, he matches up so. with some bigs sometimes, and that it surprises me. I expect him, oh, he's playing this, you know, this stud. He's probably going to have a, maybe a game off. He's not going to have as big of a game as he's been having, but then he shows up on those nights too. So yeah. that that's huge, man. Yeah, it is big time. That's so. huge. So, yeah. You got what, anybody else that's surprising you? Uh, let's, let's talk about some guys that are, like, not big names. That okay. Maybe surprise people. Didn't you have somebody from Toronto that you liked? Yeah, Siakam, man. Pascal Siakam, dude. He's been nice. See, I've never even heard of this guy. So, so fill me in, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, I know. He's well, if you, yeah, you know, you look at what, uh, you know, you look at what Toronto's doing in the East, you know, in, in first place in the East. Yeah, and, sure. uh, you know, Kawhi's been sitting out quite a bit. And, uh, you know, still Ke- winning. yeah, and Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry's been good. Obviously, this year he's been better than, you know, I think he's been in the past a little bit. But, yeah, the play of Siakam has been a shock to me because, like you said, who? Right. You know, we, we know the name. We've heard about it. We've seen him on the waiver wire maybe here and there in the past. But now this year I'm looking on teams and I'm like, man, maybe I should make a trade for Siakam. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if you're – you know, obviously we're both fantasy guys. If you're looking at a dude and you're thinking about maybe wanting him on your roster – He's probably making a pretty big impact, and then you look, go over to the standings and you see what those numbers are uh, correlating with in the standings, and, and they're at the top. With Kawhi already sat probably you know five six games this year, it seems like That's you know he's, he's making an impact. What about you, man? Any surprises that maybe nobody else is really even talking about? I mean, this Montrez Harrell kid. Yeah. I mean, like who him. is this guy? His right. energy, his intensity. Yeah. He looks like a beast. Yeah, and they're. Talk about the top of the East. We're talking about a West. Top Co- of the West. The West? The Clippers. That's nuts, you man. Know? That's crazy, dude. And we're talking about a team with no legitimate superstar and maybe not even an all-star, right? I mean, did they got yeah. an all-star on the team? I don't think. Well, I mean, Lou got snubbed, maybe he some got people would snubbed. say. He's close. I mean, close. he's on the outside looking in. They don't, they're number one right now, so I think a big reason why they're number one is the toughness this guy brings. Yeah. He's just in people's faces. He's diving for loose balls. He's grabbing all the tough rebounds. Yeah. And he shoots high percentages. Doing a lot of stuff that so. people don't even recognize. And then he's also, you know, filling up the stat line. I mean, if this guy was on a team that was popular, like say he was on the Lakers or the Warriors, we'd be calling him Draymond Green. 
You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. So, I mean, he's got the defense. He's got the intensity. He's would, similar to that type of would player. Would you take him over Looney, though? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll take the guy playing at CBC over Looney right now. Give me the center <laughs> playing at CBC over Looney. Let's get that number. Let's get that contract dialed up. No, I'm that's a serious. good one, man. Yeah, no, that's a great one, man. I'm glad you, glad you brought him up. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, things in the standings and a lot of players that I think have surprised me. I think, obviously, the Clippers being a big one, so I'm glad you brought him up. Um, but even Memphis, you know, you look at what Memphis is doing, you know, Memphis has been in the mix, um, a ton of times in the playoffs, you know, they've knocked out some, some top seeds yeah. and the surprise to me, man, has just been seeing Marcus all and, and Mike Conley get back into the groove, man. After last year, it's like, man, they're going to come back, punch, man. People forget about them, you know, injuries and stuff. People just forget how good the Grizzlies were. Yeah. So I think they're going to be nice, yeah, you know, as cool, long as man. they can stay healthy. For sure. So the resurgence yeah, of them is fun to watch. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see if, uh, you know, they'll stay, stay healthy. Both of them have had some, some injuries in the past. But, yeah, dude, it's been makes, fun to watch. What makes the Grizzlies so interesting to me is we're talking about old school basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm talking You know? Yeah. Not a bunch of three balls. They don't shoot a lot of threes. It's just defense. It's just, you know, stuff you protect don't really that see. paint. You don't stuff see you don't see in the league uh, yeah, as often, post, for sure. High post. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, yeah, I like watching the Grizzlies. For sure. Is there anybody else on on the good good side of things here that that you want to bring up? Ah, it's been man, a let's, shock. Let's let's jump over to the disappointing side. It of things. sounds like you got a dude you want to bring up or something. Some someone you can think of or what? I mean, I picked the Jazz to be good this year, man. They're kind of embarrassing me. You yeah. know what is going on, man? Donovan Mitchell. I got to put him as a player that's really disappointing. Yeah, for sure. I think the I mean, thing his percentages is, are ugly. Yeah, I think the tough the tough thing for Donovan is you know after what Utah did for us last year, you know they got us. They almost got us a little bit addicted to him, right? In the playoffs, you know, we watched what they did to OKC. And, uh, you know, we got excited watching them play. And we this shock of Donovan Mitchell, you know, coming off the waiver wire in our fantasy leagues and, and what he did. And now he comes out, we expect that. So if he would have just came out this year and it would have been like last year, we would have been like, man, this Donovan Mitchell kid's pretty nice, right? But now we expect so much from the kid. And you're right, dude. It's just disappointing. I'm like, Donovan's going to take a step forward, right? I mean, he's complaining about not winning rookie of the year he's wearing sweatshirts that are talking about you know Simmons and stuff you know he's competitive I thought I was going to see a step forward yeah I'm seeing a regression here a sophomore slump I don't know what it is because you know I started to believe in the kid you know because he went from regular season he looked great right to elevating his game in the playoffs I mean they took out the thunder he went at Westbrook he went at Paul George and they eliminated them so I'm thinking in my head like you know at the minimum we're going to get regular season Donovan Mitchell from last year, you know? Yeah. And he's he's below that right now. Honestly, the and the Utah Jazz they're 14th in the West. I mean, that's crazy, man. So I you know, they're not winning games, their defense is atrocious. And I the biggest thing for me is I feel like it's their guard play. You know, last year you got a lot out of Ricky Rubio and Mitchell, yeah. and this year they're both just not hitting their shots. They're not playing like they did last year. Because, I mean, Rudy Gobert is still playing pretty good. Right. Joe Ingles is still playing pretty good. And Derek Favors is actually playing better than he did last year. Right. So it's the guard play. The yep. guard play is very poor. Dante Exum coming off the bench, I'm not really a fan of. You know, the, I'm just not a fan of their guard play. They need to figure something out. Yep. So. Yeah, no, I'm with it. Um, you know, just staying in the West and some teams that obviously – you know, I think this team will eventually be up there. But just talking about the Houston Rockets a little bit, you know, to me, James Harden and Chris Paul, just the combination of the two um, has just been poor. You know, we, we've talked about this and people make excuses about them losing Ariza 
and uh, maybe that's hurting them and stuff. But there's just no excuse for these two to be playing um, at that level so far. You know, they've both had some some good games and whatnot, but where they're at in the standings right now, I mean, I think both of us can agree they're not going to stay there. But if you're looking at it right now, you got James Harden who just won MVP, and now it's like, what, he just gets to be on vacation this year? It's like, I got my MVP trophy. I don't need to continue, you know, being a scoring champ or continue being a stud. I'll take a couple nights off and slow down a little bit. Have you seen the same thing from them, or is that just me? Well, you know, I feel like you're on the right track, but what's funny is I don't even think he's taking nights off or slowing down. I just think he's playing poor. Yeah. You know, because his usage rate is still number one in the NBA. Really? Yeah, he's got the highest usage rate in the NBA. So, I mean, when you got the highest usage rate, yeah. you're not taking nights off. You're just chucking up shots. So, I mean, he's not hitting like he was last year. I feel like he needs to be more of a playmaker, less of a shooter, and uh, maybe let Chris Paul run the show a little bit more. Something, something there is just not mixing right. For sure. And uh, I don't know what, what we're going to get from James Harden. Are we going to get the MVP James Harden? or Because – What's funny is in this regular season, he's looking more like his playoff version, James Harden. Damn. You know? Damn. I mean, the other night he shot, yeah. what, 9 for 28? Something Some, like that? Something ridiculous. When you got other good teammates like that, you shouldn't be shooting 9 for 28. Yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah, I feel you. Is there anybody else uh, on your bad list? You know, I'm just not a fan of guards. John Wall, Harden, Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, look at Westbrook. The Thunder looked really good without him. Yeah. You know, so – I, I, I'm not a big fan of the high-volume shooting guards. For sure. So. You know, one guy, obviously I, I like to bring my blazes up any chance I get. Um, I just was hoping to see CJ, you know, he grabbed a big contract, which I think he deserved. But it's like, you know, and I, I always try to bring up fantasy. It's like we look at him and we were all talking about maybe he's, you know, a top 25 type of kid. And now it's like he's dropping into like the top 50 range. And I was hoping he was going to take a step forward with Dame. And continue to be in because they've been that one-two punch, you know, talked about as, you know, maybe the best one-two punch behind, you know, Steph and Clay and whatnot. It just seems like, I don't know, it just seems like CJ's taking a step back. You know, let me speak on CJ because the thing with CJ that's funny to me is he loves to talk, right? He's one of them guys that just loves to talk and give his opinion. He's got his little show, you know, his podcast show. Yeah. But it, it's funny to me because he, he'll compare himself to Kevin Durant, right? Right. But he, look at the way he's playing. It's like, it's like, why are you comparing yourself to Kevin Durant? Like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't leave, you know, I, I would stay loyal. Like, who cares what you would do, bro? You don't have the same kind of pressure Kevin Durant has. And not only that, Nobody's but, looking for you to win a championship. Not only that, you but know what I'm like, saying? can you stop screwing up our chances of ever getting Kevin Durant? Yeah, yeah, that's too, bro. He ain't going to go you. sign there. Exactly. It's like, man, maybe we can get Kevin Durant up here, but thanks a lot, CJ. But it's just so different. You yeah. know what I mean? Why are you comparing yourself to the mind of Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant has way more pressure. LeBron James has way more pressure. These guys are expected to win championships. You're a role player. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a role player. Nobody – he's sucking right now. Nobody even talks about it because nobody cares. Like no, there's no pressure on this guy. So I really don't care whether you're loyal or not, bro. Like Dame being loyal, that's cool. I respect that because this guy is carrying the franchise. But you're just a role player, bro. Can't even demand the ball from Damian Lillard. Like, damn, man. Like, shut up, dog. Stay in your lane. Damn, Straight I didn't up. Mean to, I didn't mean to do CJ like that on our own podcast. Hey, I'm just damn. being real, bro. Like, yeah, he's no, always it. talking. And it's like, for so, for a guy that talks about showing up and being loyal and all this, man, show up in a playoff series, man. You know, hoop. Just play ball, bro. Like, get your name out there first. Then you can start comping yourself to Kevin Durant. But, I mean, dude, you can't even comp yourself to your own teammate right now. So, I wouldn't be talking the way he talks, man. That's just the I, way I feel. I got you. I got you. That's funny, man. Damn. <laughs> I'm just I'm that just went off. It real, I like bro. it. No, I like it, man. Yeah, I know, it you're, Port I know like you're Portland it. all the way. It's but... all right, man. 
I don't you mind. Know, it. You know, I respect Dame. Yeah. So but I love Dame. I love CJ. I just, but I I'm with you. It. I'm with you, man. He uh, he talks a little bit more than you know he's put out so far. You know. I mean, you're to, seeing it, bro. I, I can sure. tell you're not happy. No. Like whenever trade talks come up, you're like, I don't care if we get rid of CJ. Yeah. There's a reason true. for it. You know what I mean? For sure. He's not really putting the effort in. Yep. I feel you. All right, well, enough on uh, enough talking smack about CJ and my Blazers. Um, let's let's talk about maybe you know give me give me a couple games this upcoming week here to uh, to close this out that you're looking forward to, man. Is there some games out there that these people should be watching that that I should be checking out or what? Well, I mean, shoot, man, tonight we got what some Sac Sac Sacramento versus the Warriors. Yeah, that might be a fun little game, a nice little test for uh, Sacramento. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the shorthanded Warriors makes it a little more even. They're coming off a of back to back. You that's know, a good so, point, man. I've been, uh, you know, I like Sacramento, man. Obviously, I don't, I don't think quite as a playoff team, but last week I brought them up, and you know, some of our buddies in the league and stuff like that, they like Sacramento, and and I'm with them, man. I think they're all right. You you kind of call them a mirage. You think this is their? Would this be their chance if they if they beat the Warriors tonight? Maybe not saying they're legit, but would that maybe be like they're a little better than you were giving them credit for? I think this is a trap game for the Warriors. I okay. mean, you're coming off a of back to back, you know, and then. Probably un- you're gonna underestimate Sacramento. They're they're a nice you know young team, but I just don't feel like they're ready. And this, the West is just too. This loaded. wouldn't even help them out at all. Maybe a good win tonight. Give if them a they little, won, I, I wouldn't give them much for it, you know, because the back to back they're shorthanded. But I mean all they right, are they I are agree. at home. They are you know the Warriors are at home. Like so you said, they're fun to watch. It'll be a good one. I just I'm not a big believer in uh, teams that don't don't really have the spacing. You know, yeah. Fox is too streaky, and uh. Collie Stein is streaky. I mean, I own him on my fantasy team. You know, he's okay, yeah. but he's streaky. For sure. If I'll, Bagley can, you know, be the player that he's projected to be and step up, they can start making some noise. But yeah. until until Bagley takes some steps forward, I really don't see Sacramento being relevant. But it'll be a fun game to watch tonight. For sure. So, what, what you got? Uh, um, I got I got a game tonight too, man. I think it's a uh, or no, not tonight. Tomorrow night's. Sorry, it's going to be uh, the Clippers at my Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, I want everyone to tune in and, and watch Portland every chance they can. But I think this is a good one, man. You got the uh, Clippers. I'm so biased here. I know, right? I'll take a Sacramento what? versus Warriors. Watch my team. We're playing right. against the Wizards in Washington. Oh, that, that's what's up, no, but, That'll be a good game. Yeah, no, but I really do think, uh, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, but I do think this is going to be a good one. You know, the Blazers, you know, have been on a little cold streak. They've been on they've been skidding backwards a little bit. They were the one seed for a little bit, and, and now you see the Clippers in the one seed. So, I think uh, I think this is going to be a good one to watch. I think this is one of those ones where it's like Dame and and you know your boy CJ. Let's uh <laughs> you know let's step up and, and let's take down let's take down the Clippers who I think are overperforming a little bit. And uh, so I think that's going to be a good one to watch, my man. All right, all right let's pick a team outside of our uh, okay <laughs> outside of our favorite. All right, what, what else you got? Uh, outside of my favorite, still your favorite, but uh, Thursday night, man, they're going to be playing on TNT. You know, Chuck and the boys over there are going to be uh, talking about this one. Warriors at Toronto. You know, I think that's going to be an interesting one. That's Any, a good one. That's a good one. Any word on, on Steph? You know, will Steph and Draymond be there? Or is it just going to be Katie and Clay attacking it, you think? I think up in the air? Man, my guess is Katie and Clay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Steph. Yeah. The bigger question is, is Kawhi Leonard going to take a day off? No. <laughs> we better check. Does anybody know if he's got a back-to-back? Because he might not be playing that game. <laughs> no, I like that game. That's going to be yeah. fun. We should watch that one together. Yeah, that'll be fun, man. Maybe we should get together and uh, check that out. Yeah. Also, uh, you? Uh, Monday, man, you got... Bucks Hornets. Yeah, you like that one, huh? I like it a lot, man. I mean, we got two, two of the top Eastern players battling it out, and yep. uh, Giannis versus Kemba. So 
That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Kemba, Kemba's heating up, like you said, man, moving himself in the MVP race. And this would be, you know, a good opportunity for him to prove himself and, and continue to move those steps forward. If he yeah, goes out nice there and balls out. Yeah, nice little test for him, you know. I'm, I'm wondering if they got anyone that can guard Giannis, though. That's that's the tough part. But we'll see, man. It should, be, <laughs> it should be a good Maybe. game. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. That would be cool. Could could be a uh, playoff matchup in the future, too. You never know. So That's I'll, uh, true. That's I'll definitely... true. Well, hey, man, this I'll has check been fun. This, morning. this has been fun, brother. Yeah, this has been fun, man. I'll tell you what, you know, we've been uh, we've been talking about uh, doing something. I think you guys are really going to like it. And, uh, oh, you know, we're just fun. trying to figure out the logistics behind what we're what we're trying to do. But uh, let, let's let's announce it to them next next podcast. Dude. Yeah, week next three. Podcast. Next, we got something nice for the Next weekend, man. Yeah, I think you, you guys are really going to enjoy this. You're really you going to want to tune in. Yeah. We appreciate, you know, especially our early listeners. Um, you know, those are people that we feel like are, are the most important people so far, obviously. And, and, uh, we need you guys to be spreading the word and getting people that you think would be, you know, interested in what we got going on and people that want to be interactive. And like we talked about people that want to battle and people that want to come on and, and show their love for LeBron or whoever else they're feisty about. And, uh, so we just, you know, we, we appreciate your guys' support and, uh, yeah, so we got something that you guys are going to love and, and show that, uh, back for you guys. Anything else you got to add for these guys, Pete? I'm good to go, bro. Yeah, man. We appreciate right, it. You know, I want to uh, just say one more thing. I know Pete's feeling the same way. We got to give a, a little shout-out to our producer, you know, Doug, the behind-the-scenes guy. Um, you know, yeah, me, and Pete, great, me and Pete have been excited about doing this for a while. We've been talking about it, and then all of a sudden, Doug was in our fantasy league as well. And, uh, you know, he's been a, he's been a, an all right player, I guess, in there. You know, he's been a good addition to the league. I was a little bit worried at first because he's a Lakers fan. But yeah, true Lakers cool. fan. We'll he's see. Cool. But I tell you what, man, me and Pete are excited. But this dude's, like, texting us all day with ideas. He's like, let me be the producer. I got this. I got that. He's the guy that got us on, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud. He's the guy that hooked our website up. He's yeah, the he's guy that handles, it. you know, some of our Twitter stuff. And, and he does an awesome job. So we got to give it out to him, man. And. Uh, until, until next time, until man. Until next Peace. time, buddy. It's been awesome, my dude. As yeah. always, Rip City. I know. <laughs>